It's weird. I think that although uh, my preference is fucking generally, I mean, I do get dick down. Dick is good for the soul. But at the same time, you said you do get dick down. Yeah. Okay. But my preference Ow. is to fuck. But if I'm gonna get dick, this gonna be down. Down, bitch. bitch. But anyway. <laughs> so when the last time you got dick down? Chill. It's been about a month and a half. Yeah. But so but, is this a go-to person? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, oh. but the thing is, he has them on speed. <laughs> oh, as wow. it relates to as it relates to oral sex, mm-hmm. uh, I would surely rather suck dick than eat ass. Really, I agree. Absolutely, really, sucking dick is a rite of passage. Yeah, sucking dick is a rite of passage. Absolutely, I, I tell people I, I think I've sucked more dicks than I've shaken shake hands. Oh. Um. <laughs> I'm serious. That's one of my fa- like I was sucking dick almost eight nine years before I ever had sex. This is very personal work for me. Politics. Politics. I believe I was called to Sex. tell my story, use my voice, be a Gaping. voice for Gaping. the community, to speak Gaping. to Gaping. and for a community of people Gaping. that's been ignored, denied, love, love, relationships. relationships, religion. This is my life's work. Religion. religion. I want to use words to. Uplift, Every heal, inspire, life. encourage. Do something different. Something different. Every Monday at 10. <laughs> yeah, I've sucked a lot of dicks. Ah. Uh, um. <laughs> I mean, let, we might as well just start the ball. Like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you see, for me, it needs to be pretty. You want to come on this side? Oh, you know, a pretty, you know, if it's pretty, you got to put your mouth on it. Ooh. You know, if yeah. it's pretty, you, you got to... You got to open your mouth up to it, you know. It's like the spirit of they the They said, we can't see the other guys. See, 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 they want to see you. Oh, they want to see you. I'm, I'm fine. We all fine as shit, so. <laughs> you got three different types of oh, fine. You hear hello. what I'm saying? Mm. No. You don't eat meat. I eat seafood. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, okay, that's a little, little fish. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little tilapia. A little cod. But I stopped eating meat. Oh, wow. Oh, what made you stop? Well, I always wondered if I had the um, the discipline mm-hmm. to be able to do it. Because when I first moved here, I was writing for a theater company. And most of them were vegan or pescatarian. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool for them. For those girls. But I always wondered, like, could I really do it, right? And so it wasn't until last year I watched that damn What the Health. That documentary oh, on Netflix, and that just did it for me. Let me tell you, some some. I forgot to tag you in the video. It's okay, I shared it. You shared it. Okay. Yeah, some things, some things, I just refuse to watch. I accept my ignorance in certain spaces. You know what I'm saying? There are certain Liz. things that, yeah, it's, it's certain thing, I, I, things I'm ignorant about. For instance, I'm ignorant about like spirits after death. Right, mm-hmm. I ain't really trying to figure that out. I know my mama's around. I'm not trying to really see her in the flesh. She dead. Mm-hmm. Stay in the ground. Right. <laughs> That's one thing I don't. I, I don't want to figure and out. And you believe in reincarnation? Mm-hmm. No, no. I, we no, were no. Just I, about that. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm you do believe in reincarnation. Yeah, I, I, we just don't want to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to deal with that, all of that. That's too much. Right. Uh, second thing. I don't want to understand why I love y'all more house, but I don't understand why y'all dorms look like that. Something I'm not trying to figure out. The third thing I don't want to understand. Now, I'm, okay? trying to, I'm trying to get another speaking engagement over there, so I will keep my lips sh- shut about more house and what their dormitories look no, like. No, no, no. Well, you won't go into the dormitory next time. I won't either. No, I love it. Anyway, but the third thing, the third thing is 
I don't want to know that the uh, that what's in this food. I just want to enjoy the meal. That's <laughs> the ignorance. It's, well, it's beautiful. Right. Right. But the thing is, when I started eating, when I stopped eating meat, mm-hmm. I literally felt amazing. Like yeah. within three weeks. I, I believe you. Like I was getting a lot of tension in my lower back. A lot of that has gone. Sounds like you needed some meat. For that lower back. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I'm so, we gonna be ping, ping ping ponging off each other the whole night. I see. We think the exact same thing. I, I see. Where. I see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Dasani to flavor my water. Uh-huh. This is natural. Oh, that's cute. Oh, she uh-huh. cute. So, so you need to stop using them little drop-ins, them little powder ones that y'all use. <laughs> that shit. That shit uh, has aspartame in it. Get the girls together. Get them together. You heard of aspartame? Aspartame. <laughs> see, you, see, you can't get. You might get the forty-two, but you're gonna look like. You know, you done been through some things. But you look good, bitch. Thank you. You can't be denied. Hello? Yes, <laughs> can't be denied. Uh, they said, who's the cute cute albino guy in the back? Right. The, only, the only motherfucking albino. Listen, we, we, we making a whole Oreo right here. Right, 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 right. I'm here to bring lightning to the, to the situation. Yes. Go, ahead and, that's, this is, go ahead and introduce yourself. Trade voice. Mm. Oh, trade voice. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. How y'all doing? My name is Chinedu. Uh, <laughs> what, what's your name again? My name is Chinedu. Oh, th- what does it mean? It means God leads. That's why I'm a leader. Oh, wow. He leads me. Mm-hmm. Okay. He leads me down. Uh, <laughs> I am. I live in Baltimore. I work in Baltimore at HBCU. You sound like you're from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Talking about Baltimore. Baltimore. The way you rolled it. With a D. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> love, I love the D. That's why I rolled it. That's why I rolled it. Because I be rolling it in my mouth. So anyway. I said, I just saw them doing karaoke on IG. Oh! oh the God. See, the kids, <laughs> the kids are keeping up with the Joneses, bitch. I can't. Girl, I can't. Oh, shit. A girl famous. A whole famous. Oh. <laughs> and then you're from Houston. I am from Houston. Yes. yes. Oh, tell them what you do with Chinedu in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this. I, oh. <laughs> I, don't, I have a boyfriend. No, he does home. that in uh, Tennessee. Or <laughs> See, she's spending my team. My boyfriend's in He's actually, I just got on the phone with him. He's on his way, actually, to see me. He's on his um, way from Tennessee? Yes, ma'am. Oh. He's mm-hmm. coming here? Yes. To Atlanta. So, you're leaving Sunday? Yes. He lives in Tennessee? Yes. So, he coming so y'all can fuck? So, we can hang out. We don't always have to fuck. You know, it's not Shit. all about fuck. No, you, no you're going to slob the knob. Like corn on the cob. Oh, bitch. See, I was, we don't have no script. That's naturality. Right. That's the spirit we talk about. We don't need to see it because we feel right, it. Right, we right, right. We feel it. Okay, so you're 25. You're 30. Yes. How old is your boyfriend? He is 26. Okay, so this leads me to the first point that I wanted to talk about the other day because yes. I have a lot of young young gay guys that come in here mm-hmm. and they always talk about, um, let me slide in your DMs. You know, and I'm 42. And I'm like, baby, ain't nothing you can do for me except we can fuck, and that's it. And <laughs> I get well, it. Come on, somebody. Yeah, I'm from a 25 year old. But that's not fair. But he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Stop. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, there. So that's what I wanted to. That's the first thing that I want to talk about. Oh, I need my cord because the charger is low. The what phone the, is low. What's the cord? Right here. No, that's that's uh, his cord, but I can use my, it. You can. Yeah. Briefly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, don't nobody want this chewed up ass oh, cord. Oh, <laughs> this is decrepit ass cord. But, but you need to chew that cord, bitch. That's the thing. Okay, don't nobody want this fucked up ass cord. The girl's got so much to say, but so, they're using it. So I, much to say. <laughs> so much to say. It's crazy. Uh, Chinedu, I'm going to yeah. need you to go ahead and um, subscribe to the free podcast, too. Yeah. Um, okay, see, now he put me on. Let, let, let me get him together, and then and then we're going to finish talking about these young boys. I don't I don't know why 
older guys feel like that? What does it mean for an older person to say that you can't offer me nothing because you're younger? Because what I need you were, uh, you you not like you wasn't like I was very brilliant. mature. I was right. very mature. Okay, but see, the, but see, the older guys that I was dating, they weren't really ready for me. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they were they were just at my level because I was I was such an old soul. Okay, when I was 25, I was dating guys 34. Yeah, but it was like we were the same age mm-hmm. because I've always just been like an old soul. But what I will say is, for me at 42. It's like now I'm getting all of these young boys, 25, mm-hmm. 28, you look good, 30, bitch. and they like, oh my God, like, can I just, I want to just get to know you. Can we go out? And I'm like, baby, listen, we can fuck, but, and I don't say that. I don't say that. You do. <laughs> I don't say that. But my thing is, for me at this point in my life, I need you to be able to take care of you. And you may be able to be able to do that because a lot of 25 year olds Mature ones are mm-hmm. able to take care of themselves. You know, they may have a roommate. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but my point is, emotionally, I don't know if you can ground me. Like, I'm 42, and I have grown people problems. I got grown people issues. And a 25-year-old, I don't know if you can anchor me. Well, anchor. I, you know, you know, I love you, Don. You know, I have to start Go ahead. off with that. Come on. You know, I love you, Don. I respect you, Don. Go ahead. I'm listening. But these 42-year-olds ain't doing it either. You right about that. <laughs> all shade all to you. And I said it too. You right. And that's why I've been single for seven years. Because, listen, there are so many grown-ass men that suffer from the Peter Pan syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that. Break that down for they me. They just don't want to grow the fuck up. And it's just like, when I was 25, my thing was, when I was burning the clubs up, yeah. I was there all the time. Mm-hmm. At 25. And my thing was, I used to say to my friends, I don't want to be that older guy that's still in the clubs every night trying to dress young, trying to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And so now that I'm 42, and even though I can pass. Boots. Boots. <laughs> down, I don't want to be the 42-year-old guy in the club trying to wear the little hat, trying to look young, trying to wear the latest sneakers, talking about, hey, what's up? Can I? Mm-mm. So, 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 so I'm just going to... Go on a bit of a tangent. Go ahead. My issue with older guys, and the reason I generally date younger guys, but the, my issue with older guys is I feel like I'm just as sexualized at 30 mm-hmm. as I was when I was 20. It just looks different. Yes. So when you tell me something like, oh, we can just fuck, and I'm 30 years old uh-huh. because I can't ground you, what that really says to me is nothing different than what you said when you were when you were 32 and I was 20 and I was nothing but a hot piece of trade. You know what I'm saying? It's still nothing but my genitalia. So that's what fucks me up about that Well, well let, let, let me help you beloved <laughs> come on yonla come through gay yonla gay yonla come through Trayvon. so my thing is this and i do know that there are 25 year olds that have something to offer right. I, I understand that right. but what i'm saying is there's several things a at 20 i know at 42 i know what it's like to be 25 and right. there are certain mm. things that i don't want to live through with you yeah yeah at 25, yeah. you want to still, in most cases, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with this, because at 25, I was, I'm telling you, I was burning the clubs up, bitch. Yeah. I was a, I was a bar stool. I was always <laughs> Club there. Furniture. Yes, I was always there. You would have thought I was one of the, the, the employees. Right. But my point is, at 25, I don't, I don't want to deal with somebody who still craves to go out to the club. Somebody who still craves to go to 
pride events mm-hmm. or somebody who still craves to you know just do go to the house parties like I don't want to do that at this juncture in my life the other component is mm-hmm. at 25 your age is always going to show up. It may yeah. show up in your finances. Yeah. And maybe it won't. Because you may be in you yeah. may be able to take care of yourself. Cause from what you were saying, you can take care of yourself. Hold on, hold on. What I but he's he's incorrect. I'm okay. I'm doing the best that I can. Yeah. I'm pretty okay. What's the what's see it sound like I might have to pay for a phone bill over yeah. here? Yeah. Hold, hold on, hold on. No man, I've been paying my phone bill since I was 18. I'm okay, okay. well I'm car insurance. So I have to pay your car insurance. I'm okay. I've listened, I've flown somebody across the world. I am I'm good on that. Okay. So so so, so again, so again, so again, financially you may be maybe able to take care of yourself. But when I come to you and I'm talking to you about what my grown forty two year old problems are, mm. emotionally because you've only been on this earth 25 years, there's a pretty good chance that you're not going to be able to anchor me. Now, I know you are brilliant. We just sat here and talked for an hour. Yeah. You are brilliant. But I don't know if you all will always have what I need mm. emotionally. But this is the thing. Mm. No one will ever have all that you need. No, that's an unrealist, unrealistic that's an unrealistic expectation I to agree. think these niggas out here mm-hmm. don't have what the fuck you need. They ain't. They ain't going to never have what you need. What they should have is your back. What they should have is support. Well, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if a 25-year-old can gird me. Can buttress gird, me. Gird your loin. Yeah, baby. <laughs> but I, you know, I kind of feel like I'm jumping in here now. Come on in here. Bitch is me too. It's E&M me. Bitch two for one price. Bitch. Come on, come on. I feel like the more you keep saying that, uh-huh. that'll become your narrative. You're restricting yourself because, again, age is a numerical mm-hmm. system. However, wisdom is more important because mm-hmm. there are some 18-year-olds who get married, have kids, who are as wise or wiser than 50-year-olds. Mm-hmm. It's all about wisdom. And I think mm-hmm. that if you keep telling yourself a 25-year-old can't do it, there might be a 25-year-old that come your way who might have everything that you need, but because your mind is indoctrinated to believe that a 25-year-old can't do it, you will let that person walk, walk but, by. But what about focus? Because I think that a lot of young people lack the kind of focus that the kind of relationship I need requires. So, you know what? I will actually agree with you on that. I have been okay. finding that... Young people don't know how to be creative mm-hmm. and make money. Because right? you can't get to know me through text. Right. So, so, like, so like just in general and working with young people in a lot of my work, uh-huh. they don't know how to be like, I want to do all of these ideas and do all these fun things and all this kind of stuff, but then make it into income. Like, mm-hmm. push it towards income. Mm-hmm. In the same way in relationships, they don't know how to... Um, really push through like we can mm-hmm. start fucking and start going on dates and stuff like mm-hmm. that and then all of a sudden once we start moving towards a relationship you get lax and you get comfortable mm-hmm. but see the truth is he liked them young men that's the problem because I've seen his eyes towards somebody that was attractive in his age and somebody that's attractive in 25 and he after the little slight twink that's the problem chill well let me tell you the other thing Fucking a 25, 28, 30 year old is different too. It is. It's not always good. It's not. But sometimes they just lay there. <laughs> and you're like, this this all you're going to do? <laughs> Open your legs. Turn over. <laughs> like, and then they can't kiss. Oh, yeah. People, you know. Lips are hard. <laughs> I'm giving you all these soft, supple lips, and you got your lips pursed. Girl, open your mouth. <laughs> they kissing like they are young and restless. Right. And no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. But I think it's a, 
I think it's a balance. I'm trying to think. I think that my best relationships, for different reasons, uh, were people really around my age, if I could be honest. Really? Um, and see, even when I was 30, like, I never dated people that would, I mean, I would date, but I was never in a relationship with somebody that was my age. Hmm. Every relationship that I had, even my last relationship, which was seven years ago, he was only like a couple years older than me, though, literally like a couple. Mm-hmm. But prior to him, every person that I dated before me, well, except for uh, Rocky, the married guy in the second book, he was, um, he's a little younger. But, like, maybe like two, a couple, but see, he lived overseas, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a whole different level yeah, of experience, yeah, yeah, life yeah, experiences. Yeah, 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 yeah. But typically, I was always the younger one in my relationships. And like I said, that maturity level was almost matched because, you know, guys just don't mature at the rate that women do. But you know what? I say this. And speaking of, like, the masculine, feminine energy, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you this. I always know by one thing. What's that? If I'm going to be with somebody. Mm -hmm. One thing. What? It's not the date. It's not the chemistry. If that nigga can put some dick in me. If you end up putting some penis in me, we almost surely are going to be dating. Because it takes a special man to make me feel submissive enough to, to take some dick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, if you... Now, it, what position you like? Chill. So, look. I'm a little too <laughs> thick to be doing missionary. I think that is so sad. My legs too short. My stomach too big. That's over for me. Uh, I like to start in riding position. Females and men riding gives you the control, so it takes off your mind. But if I'm really into it, you can hit it from the back because I got stars on my ass. Stars? You can see the galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Lord, I killed myself. Something is the fuck wrong with you. For real. Okay, so where where our friend go? I want him to participate his, in this. No, his, you know his you know his man is on his way from from uh, Tennessee. So child, you just never know what might might be going on. He's trying to make sure some things right. So the boyfriend lives in Nashville. Yeah, they have a long distance relationship. How do you feel about long distance relationships? You know. I don't know. So, I will say this. My finances are cute. I don't like traveling. So, traveling is not, like, how my priority list. I've honestly, and I know people probably think this is crazy, I've never been anywhere where I wasn't paid to come. Going to, yeah, I have one trip coming up this year that I may have to pay for. I've never had that situation, so I don't even know how that goes. It's the first trip I've ever paid, I'm ever going to pay for. I've never paid for flight. So, as it relates to, like, long-distance relationship, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Unless you're going to pay for my flight every time I come somewhere. I don't really have time. I kind of like it, though, because I don't like people all up under me. Like, I like for us to spend, like, really intimate moments together. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, let's go the fuck on. Like, with Rocky, that's the married guy Mm -hmm. I was involved with. We were were long distance for a period. And I actually enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But what I realized is when you have that time apart... And you, there yeah. are issues and the things that you need to discuss or get to. It's hard to confront those when you do finally come together, because when you come together, you want to spend that time and yeah. you, doing you, it. You don't want to be like, okay, it. yeah, like you really pissed me off. Like you don't really want to get to the heart of the issues. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like building a relationship, like for me and Rocky, it was like we had nothing but communication. Well, we had Skype. We were on Skype. Okay. 
But you're forced to talk. Yeah. And that was the beautiful thing about it. And my friend Angela said to me, she said, don't you for one second think that you all aren't building something just because you're in separate, mm -hmm. well, we were in separate countries. Oh, wow. She said, because there are people who are in relationships and they live with their partner and they don't even talk as much yeah. as the two of you do. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I think my issue is I'm so, I get so emotionally invested and mm -hmm. I, live a, I live a pretty risky life in general. What do you mean risky? I'm, I'm the person like all or nothing. Like I'm the person that just drop everything and say, What's let's start sign? a new life. A Scorpio. Okay. Yeah, I'll drop everything and start a new life anyway. So I couldn't date long distance because I've never lived with a partner. You Weird. haven't? That's the weirdest. Like that's one of like my 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 little secrets. I've never lived with a partner in my adult life. Like you know when I was 17, 16, 17, like learning those stuff, running away from home, playing house and stuff. But I've never made a home with a partner ever. I would like. I I enjoy living with somebody. But really? you but you got to do it the right way. I will never do that shit again until I know. What does the right way look like, though? I personally would never move in with somebody in under a year of dating. Yeah. Oh, sure. And not to say that. You can't. Yeah. You can't predict it because bitch, 13 months in, a bitch could have <laughs> <Right. it. laughs> the month right after you move open, in. Open relationship or no? No, bitch. I'm not for all that. Ever. No. You might as well be single. Really? Not I. So, so, I, so come on, come on, come on. So I don't, no, 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 no. I don't know how I feel about it. But I am wondering, as I, uh, as I continue to grow, I'm wondering, is my issue with open relationships because I really like monogamy, mm -hmm. the social construct of monogamy, or is it really because I can't deal with the jealousy that will come from my partner? Right. Oh, so you're not gonna be jealous. It's gonna be your partner that's gonna be. No, jealous. no, 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 no. I I'm sorry. I worded that wrong. I can't deal with the jealousy that will come from me. Okay. Watching my partner, because I'm not necessarily saying that I don't be wanting to, you know, jack a lack and stuff like that while I'm in a relationship. Oh, so you selfish. You you want to be able to have the open part, but you don't want your partner to be able to. You do know, it. I I can't say that that's that's the real. I can't say that that's the real because you know in my. In my age now, as I as I begin to age, right over here, as I begin to age, um, in that drawer, I do realize that I I am a lot more faithful than I have been in the past. Mm -hmm. um, but in the past, I was a whore, so that was true. Uh -huh. But now I am I'm surely a lot more faithful than I've ever been in my entire life. Well, this is what I will say: I believe in monogamy. I believe in monogamy, but I also recognize that all relationships are bound to come to an end. I, I believe that every relationship has a different type of expiration date. You know what I'm saying? So, for example, I could be in a relationship with you for seven years, mm -hmm. but I might get into a relationship with him and we only be together for four years. Yeah. In the seven years, I may not ever cheat on you, but I could have cheated on him in, yeah. in the second year because I think every relationship gives us something different. But is but is sex a deal breaker? Is it a non-negotiable? Like is cheating a non-negotiable? For me, yes. Really? But see, that's that's the intellectual side of me. Okay. Now the practical side of me understands that bitch, there are seven billion people in the world. Yeah. So what? Why would I expect that if I'm in a relationship with somebody, they're gonna only want to sleep with me? But 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 the selfish part of me only wants to be with somebody who wants to sleep with me. Cause my thing is, if you want to sleep with somebody else, then bitch, tell me. Listen, I want to go ahead and. 
because I don't even believe for like, and I mean, I try to, I'm obviously generalizing, but from mm-hmm. my perception, like I don't, I don't know nobody that has been monogamous in the way that we look at monogamy, right? Mm-hmm. Like my grandparents were together for like 63 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you think that they have not slept around? Oh, I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure. They know. I mean, that was never a conversation. But based on some of the antagonizing that my grandma did to my grandpa, I knew it was something there. Yeah. Now that I'm 30, right. I'm realizing I'm like, oh, bitch, she was bitter about something uh-huh. or someone, right? Um, and my granny, she always walked. My granny was one of those people that I didn't get it. She always walked out the house fully made up. Mm-hmm. Beautiful wig, beautiful mm-hmm. clothes. I'm like, okay, why is this bitch always dressing up? Right. She was trying to prove something. Mm-hmm. I said all of that to say, I don't know if it was ever like a real structure. I think that they did a better job because they didn't have social media. They did a better job of covering right. it. And up. see, what I think is when I look at relationships that, so I'm, I'm reading the comments too. When somebody is together for 50 years, or how long did you say your grandparents were 62. 60, 62. I'm always thinking, well, bitch, in order to get to, to that number of years, you had to have put up with a lot of shit. Yeah. And I just feel like at some point, those people were able to reach that number of years because they were willing to work through cheating. Yeah. And I say yeah. on here all of the time, I don't know if I'm made of that kind of stuff. They said, move over to the camera. I don't know if I'm made. They so bossy. I know. Ain't they bossy? But I did it. So you're right. <laughs> but I just don't know if I'm made of that kind of stuff. And I realize that maybe those people are able to, maybe they're made of something that I'm not. Because when I think about people who have gotten through that kind of stuff, and it's not, it's never usually just one time yeah. for cheating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's like, is that what it takes to be able to reach 50 years or 60 years? I mean, I, I think you just have to, I, I mean, I said a prayer to myself probably about a year ago, not pertaining to relationships, but I think it's relative, but I start saying a mantra uh, every morning saying like, you know, you can have it all because mm-hmm. all I want is you. Like, I want the fullness of my experience, mm-hmm. right? I really want to be walking in spaces feeling the fullness of my experience. Mm-hmm. So whatever has to be like shared, I'm willing to shed it if I can have the fullness of my experience on earth, right? right? So, I mean, like, y'all understand what fullness of my experience right. means. So in the same way, I think you have to be willing to say like, this is so, we have such a soul tie that I'm willing to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. with reason. I mean, obviously with reason, but I'm saying, like, these are my non-negotiables as long as we don't go outside our non-negotiables. But see, one of my non-negotiables is, is not cheating. cheating. Yeah. So what are your other non-negotiables? Bitch, drugs. Bitch, listen. My ex <laughs> was on coke. Uh-huh. And, you know, like, I, I can't do that. Um... What else I can't do? I'm sure it's a whole list. I can't, I can't be with a motherfucker who can't. Can't have a bad edge up. Can't have no, ugly teeth. Can't. Well, now ugly teeth might be a problem. <laughs> but no, but what I was going to say was, uh, what I was going to say was, I, I can't be with a person who can't admit fault, who can't apologize, who can't say I was wrong, who can't say I'm sorry, um, so I'm who one- can't open up, emo- who can't emote. 
So I'm always wondering, you know, we spend so much time. We spend so much time. Bad hygiene. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, y'all say what's y'all non-negotiable? Listen, food? you got look alcoholics. They say oh, they say, oh, they they put their non-negotiables on here. Somebody say yes, and I think it's really impossible for people to be together for fifty years only with one person. Yeah. I won't say no one has not accomplished it, but I believe it's probably few and far between. Yeah, I can see that. Bad breath. <laughs> no, but I'm wondering why do we spend so much energy? Although I'm the one that brought up non-negotiables because I think. That having a basis for you what gotta you gotta have a yeah, basis. Yeah. You gotta have a non like non negotiables. But we do spend a long time. We create a longer list for what won't work than what will work, and then we wonder why nothing will work because you you only know what won't work. If you yeah. focus more on the law of attraction, talks about this or asking you shall receive. Right? Talks about like bitch. If you <laughs> if you set your intention, they going in. They going in on what they don't like. Oh, like, bitch! A, a nag. A thief, <laughs> a small dick, <laughs> a bad diet, communication. It's crazy. Now, see, even like with something like bad breath. Okay, I'm gonna give you an example. Now, I don't know if I could, but sometimes it's just a little. It's just a little tweak. You understand what I'm saying? A good, a good brush, a good right, dentist visit. Yeah. Okay, let me give you this tongue scraper. Right, right. But see, sometimes it's a gastrointestinal. Mm -hmm. It's way down mm -hmm. in here, and I can't help you. <laughs> But you know, because listen, I'm going to give you an example. I have a, my, I have a relative. I'm not going to say who. I have a relative. Right. I have a relative because he might be watching. And his, his now wife, when they first got together, she noticed that he had this pungent breath. Pungent. 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 And what ended up happening was... She said to him, listen, there's this odor, you know. Now, I don't know if I, if with all of the words that I know, I don't know if I could find the language right, right. to say to somebody, bitch, your breath is hot. <laughs> so she said to him, listen, I don't know what's going on. And come to find out, he had an abscess. Okay, yeah. yeah. And it was just a matter of him going to the... Dennis. To the dentist. And yeah. once they corrected it, but see, bitch, I probably would have checked out... <laughs> At the happy hour. <laughs> I probably would have checked out, you know, the first... Listen... <laughs> Wow. What they said it is They said pungent. 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 You know what I'm saying? Pungent bitch. Hashtag right. pungent bitch. Um <laughs> But I mean, you know, there there are those things where there are some superficial things. Like I don't want somebody whose teeth look like they're chewing on rocks. Right. Right. Let me let me think of superficial. Superficial. See, superficial is hard for me because my type just varies so but I will say this. I will say this, and this probably is going to sound awful. This is about to sound awful. I don't like no big boy. Yes, I have weight on me. Mm -hmm. I am not interested mm -hmm. in no... Go ahead, sis. Don't even look at me. <laughs> not even interested, especially in a fat boy that call himself thick. Okay? I can't No, you fat. You fat, right? I... Now, now there are some handsome, mm -hmm. beautiful, attractive, big gay men. I know lots of them. I mm -hmm. know lots and lots of them. I'm cool with lots and lots of them. I don't want to fuck you. I don't want to. That's not my type. Now, if that came, if love came in that way, I'm not saying I would turn it down. But as far as aesthetically, I ain't interested in no big boy. Listen, here's the thing. Somebody said, yeah, but Craig, teeth can be fixed. Yeah, teeth can be fixed. But bitch, how many times I got to kiss you before you go and get them fixed? Now, so you said, so you said, so you said you would never date a big guy. So in other words, you would never go to a big boy pride. 
So I yeah, big boy pride. Now tell the people what the big boy pride is. Big boy pride. They have one in Orlando. They actually have one in Houston coming up at mm-hmm. the end of July. I think it's the twenty sixth to twenty eighth. Hey, heavy hitters pride. Um, no, they're wonderful places to be. I love expression. I'm super. But you positive. wouldn't date anybody. It's from. not. It's not my thing. It's not my thing. I mean, that's a lot of butt to go through. It's a lot of ass cheeks to get. Oh, it's a lot of ass, bitch. <laughs> big, big boy pride is it's a pride event for guys that are big, right? And all not not to say that somebody slim couldn't go, yeah. But it's a place where big guys, big yeah. gay guys, can go and feel comfortable because yeah. they date other big guys, yeah. So it's called big boy pride, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the other one called that you said? Heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. There's one yeah. called Heavy Hitters in Houston. In Houston. And there's one a thick pride in Dallas. They're right. popping up right. just like gay pride. Because they don't feel necessarily comfortable at you know the regular prides. Yeah. So you wouldn't date a big guy. I'm not interested in big guys. It's not my. It's just not my thing. You know. It's a lot of booty. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of booty. And I tell people this all the time. I realize that I am stigmatizing people. That may or may not be shaped like or bigger than me. Um, on the other hand, I'm okay with that because everybody ain't gonna like me, and I ain't gonna like everybody. Right. But my dick still get hard, and I still bust my nut. Okay. So somebody <laughs> said, um, "Have you guys ever dated a woman? Have you ever dated a woman?" Yeah, I ate a couple of coochies. Let me tell you this mm-hmm. about a coochie. I don't, and I don't like the way it look. It look like an open sword to me. Yeah, listen, that's a lot of women. No, 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 no. Don't don't get on that bad no, side. No, no, no. I'm not trying to get on y'all bad side. I love y'all. I'm saying that's one of the reasons why I was traumatized. I was like fingering. It feels better sexually to me. A, a coochie. A coochie feels better than a booty hole. Because a coochie, it massages your penis in a way. Well, that so a butt hole. Oh, in a different way. You, you know ain't what I'm saying? You with the right bug. Because <laughs> they know how to percolate it. They know how to, per- they know how to, they know how to throb it. Right. And then when you're really good at what you do, right. you say, squeeze it. <laughs> and then you say, let it go. Squeeze it again. <laughs> I can stand you. <laughs> I can stand you. No. Okay, go ahead. No. But, um... It just don't look... I don't like the way it look. I love breasts. I love titties. Uh-huh. I've even dated a trans woman. I was just going to say, have you dated a trans woman? I've dated a trans woman. And y'all will never... I said this on my podcast. Oh, I got a question for you. Yeah, I, I said this on my podcast, but I got mad because she had... She had got... Uh, what you call it? Balls cut off. Castrated. Castrated. She was castrated. So she came a bit. It was clear. She didn't get hard. So let me explain to you. I was, okay. So a lot of times, uh, well, I can't say a lot of times because I've never mm. done a study on it. <laughs> in some instances, trans women, remember, no. a, a man that transitions to be a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, still mm-hmm. has her penis, has breasts, lives her life as a woman, da da da. Because they take a lot of estrogen mm-hmm. to keep the look, to mm-hmm. keep that feminine look, estrogen. Can cause the testicles to crystallize, to get hard, to shrink, yeah. and do all that. So a lot of times they they castrate, they cut them off. Mm-hmm. So she cut us. So let me ask you this: I wanted to suck the dick if I was gonna have it there. And but she wouldn't get hard. She can't get hard. It was just skin. It was like a it fat pussy. What? Skin like a fat pussy. It was like a big clit. Just it was a big clit. It was like a big clit just hanging. 
you know, look, if there's any trans people watching this, go and get him. Don't come after me. No. I don't mean it like I that. I love the trans community. <laughs> I love... Please don't have me in the blog talking okay. about no dog listen, trans listen, community. Listen, I need y'all to support my books too. If you want to know my story, it's right here in these two books. Words never spoken and one thing for certain, two things for sure. So let me ask you this. Did you let her fuck you? Oh, well, she didn't get hard. She didn't get hard. I don't know if I could have Tanya B. I'm not opposed. You don't know what? I could have Tanya B. What is that? Titties on your back. No, but I mean, I'm not opposed. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not saying it's bad. Me and my, my other trans friend, we've ran a train on men. So, I know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I know what it looks like. Uh, one time, my trans, my trans friend, child, we were running a train on this little boy or whatever. And I couldn't really get hard. I don't really like group sex. That's another conversation for a different day. But anyway. Because I'm so good at what I do. I, I, ain't, got, I ain't got time to try to divide my talent. Right. I ain't got time to try to divide my talent. No, I'm going to need you to just move because right. I'm concentrating right here. Right, right, right. right. Now. So um, he was just trying to like give me some head or whatever. And uh, I got to stand up and do it. You know, they love a good demonstration. I, just, I, I always, stood up I always give them a de- demonstration. Oh, so I messed it up the chip. I got to stand up and do it. Go ahead. So my trans friend, like, I'm just kind of like getting hit. Wait, wait, my, wait, wait. Do that again. I'm getting hit. <laughs> so my trans friend, but my trans friend in the back of the boy. So I'm like up there getting hit. My trans friend, she got like a a dress on and she got a hat on. She, she doing got a, she got a dress on and y'all like no like a like a house coat, a robe. A duster. Will. Right, a duster. A right. moo moo bitch. A moo moo, right. Go ahead. So she got a hat on, she got like a bob or whatever. And so oh. she hidden <laughs> I'm trying to make not, it plain. Not a bob, not a bob. I'm trying to make it plain. And so she was And she was and throwing, she her, throwing hair. her hair. She was throwing the hair the hat was in the face. So she <laughs> <laughs> I, can't. So the boy. I can't take it. I can't take and so it. That's the boy. He was like taking it. He was like taking it. And he was like sucking. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden he was like, fuck this ass, nigga. And she said, nigga. Nigga. You got to be out your mind. And she closed her dust up and went to the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> then she was offended. <laughs> he had caught her. He was. My trans friend, she was fucking him like a nigga, though. She was fucking the dog shit out of him. Woo! Bitch, I need a cocktail now. <laughs> what was your first sexual experience? Hmm. Were you a little boy experimenting, or was it... I can't really remember the first sexual experience. Really? It's hard. I was a little boy. Really? And I just was, like, doing like this. Like, we pulled our pants down, and we were just kind of pressing. It was, we didn't, it was no kiss. And like, I don't even remember how old I was. That was probably they like had this eight. website called Masturbation 101. Somebody typing it in right now. No, but the thing is, I, it's left. It's just gone. vanished. Mm-hmm. I need to buy that domain, bitch. We need to buy that domain. What's it called? We can make some coin. What's Masturbation it? 101. Let me go on here. <laughs> go to GoDaddy real quick right, and get right, up. Right, right, right. No, but anyway, and that was beginner, intermediate, and advanced levels of masturbation. Okay. And I can't remember my first, but this had to be like, I was in sixth grade and I had never came or anything, but I was reading like different video, I mean, different books. Uh-huh. So in the advanced level of Masturbation 101, they had this thing where they had two things I tried. But the main thing I tried was you get a plastic bag, uh-huh. you put a bunch of lotion and oil in it, you put it between your mattress and your box spring. 
and you stick your, your dick inside and you hump, hump, hump. And I had went in the house and I got that plastic bag, put the lotion and oil in it and put in there. And I had humped in the middle of that plastic bag. And before I knew it, I was like lightheaded. And it came and I said, you know what? I need that feeling over and over again. So wait a minute. So you put <laughs> oil and lotion in a bag? Yeah. And then you put your dick in the bag? In the bag between the mattress. Real talk. Oh, so you put the you put the bag in between the mattress, the mattress and the box, and the box spring. spring. And then you and put you your fuck it. And then you put your dick in there. Ooh. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Ooh. And this other one I learned is a banana peel. You eat the banana and you jack off with the banana peel. The first human fleshlight. Y'all y'all gonna be trying it though. Tell us how it go. It's really the tea. No shame. So, I say all of that. After that, I was just like in it to win it. <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> but you would, so y'all just like play patty cake? <laughs> yeah, we were just kind of like pressing. We were young and innocent little girls. <laughs> no, <laughs> we were young and innocent. So it was just like we were just kind of like pressing on each other, and um, and that was it. And like I never, that was it. And then I never, nothing else with another boy until I moved here to Atlanta. And um, I actually ran into the very first guy, you know, Farrell in the book, Farrell. Um, Ran into him last week in the mall. Oh, really? How did that go? I just said hello. He was coming up the escalator. I was going down. And I said, hey, how you doing? Kept I need going. to go check the house for, for the condom left. No. You ain't fucking? Nah, mm -mm. Words never spoken, huh? <laughs> I left him back here. Like, mm -mm. Yeah, no, he couldn't do nothing for me today. Really? Yeah. Mm -mm. Really? Is there anybody from your past that you would fuck again? Not uh, not because of the aesthetics or the career. So if it's not for for the way that they look, what am I fucking them for? Because the sex was good. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can think of three people right after that. Y'all, if y'all done fucked, if y'all done fucked my fa one of my favorite mentors in the past and your sex was the tea, probably should hit him up. He's open to three of y'all. <laughs> it's three of them. Um, so the other day when we were talking, you said something about, and I I can't remember the point of context, but I wrote it down. And you said, yeah, because you know you live in Atlanta. I'll give you what you it was. I can remember the context hmm. or what what you meant by it. But you were saying something. You kind of indicated that um, so much happens. In um, Atlanta. Like, there's always this... For example, like, when I lived in California. Oh, I did say that yesterday, too. Yeah, when I lived in California, um, and I've shared this... I, this is a story in my second book, and I think I've said it on here before. I was giving my number to somebody, and I, I've had the same phone number since 1999. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not one of the children that jump from service <laughs> to service. <laughs> Usually, children jump... When they get different phone numbers, they jump... They, they, they jump in service. Yeah, they yeah. just fucked up their service for Sprint. Now they over here with T-Mobile. Child, they with AT&T. Bitch, they jumping. So I was giving my number to somebody, and I say it's 404. And he stopped, and he looked at me, and he said, you lived in Atlanta? And I said, yeah. He said, oh, that's where the kids go to die. Actually, you saw that my, my whole... When, when you said it from him, my whole 
demeanor changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a little backstory. I'm here at Morehouse to talk to do like this summit, this week long summit with kids. By kids, I mean people like Sinead do, like brilliant, younger, queer men, right? Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> a lot of the conversation that we're having is around Fulton County in mm-hmm. Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're in Atlanta, right? And Atlanta is like the mecca of black gaydom, right? Atlanta is the mecca of gaydom, period. There's a greater concentration of gay people in Atlanta than even in San Francisco yeah. now. Yeah. Go ahead. But the issue is a lot of the conversation that we're having is about how the men in Atlanta are dying, right? Um, and it's a really, really sad As if they're not dying up there in D.C. Right. No. That actually... The, the information that we're hearing is that in D.C. they're dying faster. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, That's what I'm trying to tell you. But I say that I, I get sad about it because... <clears throat> so, I'm going to make this correlation. And this thought did not come from me. It came from... Um, an educator, but so I just want to make sure mm-hmm. that's clear. But I do want to explain it because they're good to try to get you together. In the right, comments. right, right, right. Go ahead. It came from an educator, but this is the thing. So <clears throat> when your when when the slaves were freed, right? Mm-hmm. Most slaves that wanted a better life went up north, mm-hmm. right? Because they thought that going up north would be different. Things would change. I would be free. I would be respected. I could find education. I could find work. work, Right? And so, what they found out when they got upstate, right, um, is that nothing really was changed. It just, they had been free longer. Right. Right? Right. Um, And there was no, like, confederacy. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, In the same way, we flock to Atlanta because we, you would say we, you mean gay people, gay people, uh-huh. because there is opportunity here. This is black Hollywood. And this is the place where a lot of gay men who are closeted in Chicago yeah. or New York or Milwaukee, they come here because they can be free. Yeah. They come here and some of them, not all, wear high heels. <laughs> they carry purses. You know what I'm saying? They And, and not all, not yeah. all, because yeah. I don't carry purses <laughs> and I don't wear heels. But what I'm saying I is. I got oh, bad feet. <laughs> so a lot of these kids feel liberated they move yeah. here because they're away from their families yeah. so they come here to be gay. yeah but but we have a chance this is black yeah. hollywood we have a chance if you don't have a chance anywhere else you have a fucking chance in atlanta mm-hmm. um unfortunately with being in atlanta um you have a greater concentration of people who feel like they are out on a limb. And out on the limb shows up in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. It shows up as homeless. It shows up as carless. It shows up as no family. It, it shows up as ostracized. Mm-hmm. And it shows up as potentially HIV positive, right? Because all of those are factors in contracting the virus, right? And I say that to say, like, I get sad. I'm sad that I said, oh, you live in Atlanta. I was really trying to talk about the fact that you live in Atlanta, so your options are endless, oh. right? Um, but I did, I did not say it in that way, so right. I will agree. Right, but but you know, well, go ahead. What you but but go ahead. Your get friend, you some more um, tequila. Cause yeah, I ain't number water. He's sitting here sipping on this. <laughs> but when your friend says, "Oh, you, you live need in more Atlanta. ice," nah, I'm good. I'm not gonna drink that much. He likes it hard. Oh, I do. I mean, how else you gonna take it, bitch? This ain't no stuffed sausage. Um, <laughs> <These metaphors. laughs> no, but you, um, 
I, when I hear your friends say it, uh-huh. it makes me sad because it's like, no, we don't come here to die. We make, we, our, our, our people may come here with HIV, with AIDS diagnosis, but they come here to live. But I, but you know what I, what I, how I interpreted what he said was, they come here to die, meaning they come, come here, here and, and will contract HIV here. But that's the, the unfortunate part is, I'll tell you this one thing, and I'm not advocating, well, I, I will tell you guys, I fuck raw a lot, so... I'm just I'm just blessed that I have not contracted HIV. I'm a seasonal prep user. I do like um, unprotected sex, but I know my risks and I pay attention to my risks, right? Uh, so I want to be clear about that. But all of you young gays watching this, don't be going out here fucking uh, raw. They're already character. doing it. They're already doing it. Just because you say they, right. they already doing it. Right. I'm just a bold enough bitch to say it. But let me say this. <laughs> let me say this, and this is important too. Well, first let me let me let me let me let me say this, and then I'm gonna come back to with that. What we're uh-huh. talking about. This is why it's important for those of you that have sons, little cousins, nephews that you recognize as gay. This is why it's important for you to embrace them. Because what, in my experience, what I've what I've experienced or, or witnessed, oftentimes when these kids move to cities like Atlanta or D.C. or they're away from their family and they're just trying to figure out their gay self, mm-hmm. oftentimes the love that they didn't get from you because you rejected them, they're seeking yeah. out in the streets. Yeah. It's just like a it's just like a daddyless girl yeah. who dates a bunch of men looking for her father and sometimes those relationships become sexual yeah. and sometimes he she, she's being mistreated and that same thing happens with these gay boys sometimes not all the time so gay community don't be messaging me and trying to tear <laughs> me up what i'm saying is sometimes these children go out into the gay community looking for that love that they did not get from their family their their, their fathers their brothers their aunts whomever and they they wind up hiv positive because they're out here searching for love thinking they're going to find love through sex but go ahead but let's also be clear we ain't out here being as risky as they think exactly. right Science has proved that we are not as nasty as these other um, the white these other populations. Even these women, these women get fucked in the butt too. Listen and listen, listen, because I got cousins that got two and three and four babies' fathers. Let me tell you, I so know y'all. A lot ain't, of y'all, y'all, y'all yeah. listen, y'all, y'all look, y'all don't have clean hands either. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, and you, I, I did, I did be real clear, be real clear. There's a lot of girls that don't want to give up the pussy because they feel like. That, that means they're losing their virginity, but they'll give up the booty hole because they feel that's not as sacred. And similarly, I did a podcast. The very first podcast that I ever did is called Let's Get It Wait, Let's Get It On. And there were there were two women on there, and they talked about how they were sucking dick first because they didn't want to give up their yeah. virginity. I'm like, bitch, if you're sucking dick, you ain't no virgin no more. Bitch, your, lips, you... your lips thing got fucked. Head globlo. <laughs> now, you may not have been penetrated. Right. But... Sex is sex is But girl, sex you are no sex. longer pure. Right, right. No, but I'm saying like our community viral load is so high. Yeah. We're one of the only populations like black men will sleep with white women, will sleep with an Asian woman, will sleep with a uh, a black woman for all different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, black women want to be with a black man but will date a Hispanic man and talk to a white man. And, you know, Asians, Asians... Depends on if they can take big dicks or not, who they talk to. Um, and then, you know, on and on and on. And I'm, I'm being facetious and saying all of this. But I am really saying that 
black gay men because of all of our issues plus what we were taught to be attractive want black gay men yes or black men in general right and we talked about that the other day yeah so our vowel load is so high and so in atlanta i think they say Maybe one and two. It is one and two, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Finish the sentence now, because they need to know what you saying. One yeah. and two, one. I don't know. I, I want to make sure. I it don't is. Know. Yeah. But one and two black gay men are or will be positive, you know, in the next couple of years. Right? Correct. If, if, if things continue the way if they, they are. If they continue. But I just want to ex- further explain what he said, because he kind of speaks in a lot of... Um, Jargon. Jargon. Yeah. And I want to make sure some of you follow because I know yeah. we got a GED section in here. <laughs> but no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But um, what he's saying is black gay men tend to date black other black gay yeah. men. We we don't typically date outside of our race. Yeah. White men will date black men. They'll yeah. date Hispanic men and they'll yeah. date other white men. Black gay men date other black gay men. And there's a high concentration of HIV in the black gay community. Yeah. So we're more susceptible. Yeah. Because we're dating and but we're not, with each other. But I want us to be right. clear. We are not doing anything that any, that any more risky right. than anyone else. Everybody's fucking raw. It's just this generation, and I'm not even talking about my generation. I'm talking about the generation behind me. He didn't step out to go find his man. You see where his generation is, right? Try to get, get try to keep a man, bitch. Right, right. But, but the point is, I say that to say that that generation is no longer, and I'm with them. We are no longer allowing us to say that it's not happening. No, we're fucking raw. How can we do it? Mm-hmm. Why, why can't we do it? What will make it better? Because the thing is, the attraction to fucking raw, just like a woman, the reason why women get pregnant so easy, it is the excitement and the feel, right? It's the excitement. If you tell me I'm not, well, don't get pregnant, baby. Don't, you just don't get pregnant. You got a life ahead of you. All of a sudden, I'm like, well, shit. So speaking of um, (laughs) fucking raw, Bug chasing. What's the first thing that comes to mind? I told them about bug chasing last night. So if you follow my live videos, you know I already talked about bug chasing last night. What do you think? That's a different thing. Uh, So bug chasing. Some people want to get HIV, but and not intentionally. Some sometimes it is. So sometimes bug chasing is about like I really want it because I want to die, right? Or I want a way out of here. But a lot of times bug chasing is about like. I want to sleep with an HIV positive person because um, of the thrill, like Russian roulette. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy to mm-hmm, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm just burping. And also and because, of a, and, and because of a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. You have some gay kids or people that come from families that may have abandoned them. They may not have anybody like a support system, and right. then they move to wherever they move to, or they, you know, they might they they've been kicked out of their house, yeah. and so they now have this foster family, this gay family, and maybe a lot of those people that they know, their friends, their circle is HIV positive, so they too want to become HIV positive for a feeling or sense of belonging. And I also want to, I just want to throw this narrative in. I'm not ready to speak about it yet, right. specifically. Um, I'm not going to say anything specifically, but I want to let you guys know, since I know a lot of women on here, Mm -hmm. uh, women are number three after black, then Latino gay men or men who sleep with men. Black, then Latino women are number three and four. um, For For HIV infection. I want you to be clear that it's not because y'all are sleeping with gay men, right? 
Um, the only, uh, the lowest amount of test testing data we have is with black and Latin heterosexual men, mm-hmm. right? Because there's no money to go out and reach out other than in jails. That's the only place they get tested. But that's because they think they're MSM and now. But anyway, I digress. My point is, women do not think that because we talking about fucking in the butt and fucking raw, that y'all fucking raw is any different. I'm not trying to scare y'all in any kind of way. I'm just trying to let y'all know the real. The reality is, women, they are not getting it at the same rate, but women are getting it at high rates, especially uh, women, straight women of color. So, um, be real. I have a story that one day I'm going to be able to share. acknowledge and share. Mm-hmm. I am not ready to do that yet, but do know that it is a very, very real thing. Um, and that prep can be for you too. That was my sidebar on prep. He don't like prep. He think he gonna get. Oh, they he, know. He gonna. He think he gonna be on, on dialysis in five years for taking a pill. He's fucking up my kid. <laughs> Look, fucking up my kid. He's trying to remain HIV negative. <laughs> now listen, the lady at the lady at Morehouse <laughs> yesterday did say that it that it it does have uh, yeah, warnings. It does. It does. No. 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 I don't deny that there's some that there's some. So you choose. You gonna go ahead and jump on prep? But this is the fucked up part. This the you know what's the most fucked up part about the conversation is that if you become HIV positive, which I know you know you're in a generation where y'all strap up for probably head child, but no, I, I, I like to feel the skin too. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> go ahead. No. But um, if you become HIV positive, Truvada is potentially one of the medications you will take. It will be a, a, a two-drug medication. Mm-hmm. So the fucked up part is in order to live, if you become HIV positive, is a part of taking this, this pill, which is, has a lot less Well, bitch, at that point, you're trying to stay alive. So why wouldn't you? Prevention, prevention, prevention. Here's the, here's the difference. If I was to become HIV positive, yes, I would be taking Truvada, which is the same as the PrEP pill. Mm-hmm. I would be taking Truvada in combination with another pill mm-hmm. to remain healthy and to stay alive. Mm-hmm. But as an HIV negative person, bitch, I don't want to get on Truvada. But what I am offering is there is no difference. Why? Maybe for you. But I'm saying when I say I, I'm not speaking for Craig or Ian. I'm speaking for over 200 people that's watching this live right now. Okay, uh, and what? It's what, gonna be more than that. Right. We come over here. Oh, absolutely, Go absolutely. Ahead. But my point is, my point is, yes. No, anyway, I just talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I say that to say, I say that to say. Child, um, my kid to be laying across the street. No, 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 no. Point. What I'm saying is like. Most people are not doing anything different to stop them from contracting HIV. Now, I will say, I do think that there is something necessary. I mean, there's, is, something is needed. There is something that's needed. We need a vaccine. We need something. And I talked about this last night on my live. The vaccine, that's, I mean, the needle. Mm-hmm. The, the, oh, yeah, they're, they're working the, on an yeah, injectable. There's an injectable Truvada that's coming. But see, it reminds me um, of... Depro, Depro Vivera, that a lot of black women, and not to say that white women weren't put on it or getting on it for birth control, but a lot of black women, see, they mask this shit 
and be like, oh, well, black women need to be on it because a lot of inner city black girls are getting pregnant, so we need to put them on Depo Provera. And the same is true with the HIV thing. They wanted to put a lot of black gay men on it because the numbers were. I learned something new. Are. I learned something new today. Yes. No, 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 no. What? I learned something new today. What? Did y'all know he that the Tuskegee? I know. I'm sorry. I did. I was go, go ahead. Go ahead. Because it was. And that's what I was going to say next. I think about the Tuskegee experiment. They were infecting black men with syphilis to try to figure out if the cure was going to work. The medications they were coming up with. Do you know that... And they were letting some of them people die. Some of those men die. Do you know that it was a black doctor that started it? Now, that I did not know. But what I, <laughs> but what I do understand is just because you have black skin yeah. does not mean you have a black agenda. But his intentions, from what I understand, I'm going to do some more reading about it, but his intentions was because he was trying to prove... That black people... We're going to take were, some questions because they're trying to follow. Okay. Get your questions ready. Go ahead yeah. and tap your questions. I'm going to pay attention. Yeah. Go ahead. His, his, his intention was to prove that black people are no different than white folk. He was a fool. I'm just saying. I learned that today, actually. But yeah, they were actually in, you know, uh, injecting black men with syphilis. And in some instances, they treated them. In some instances, they didn't. They were trying to figure out what would happen if they, if it went untreated. What did you talk about the other day? You said there is this um, pharmaceutical trauma, or what? Did, how, what did you, how did you language it? Uh, Drug trauma or something? Uh, medical mistrust. Med- medical mistrust. Yeah. Yes. On the on the low, on the low. Let me tell y'all. I appreciate him uh, even bringing me into this space. I know y'all probably think I'm funny as fuck. Uh, hopefully, I still give you some type of right. new perspective because right. that's what I'm. That's what I'm known for. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm surprised he even invited me over for the second no, time. No, no, no. But I think the way that you, I think the way that you give information though is to make it relatable. Okay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Definitely. And not be in a seminar because yeah. I personally believe that part of the reason why, uh, like the CDC needs to completely revamp how mm-hmm. they message, they get their messaging out yeah. because these billboards, these public services, they're out of touch. That's, that shit is out of touch and it's not working. You need to find a different way. Look, CDC, it's Craig Z. Ryder Stewart okay. at E&L Haddock. Y'all right over here in the cable, <laughs> bitch. We can make some shit happen for y'all. Right. C- cut the check. <laughs> Share this video. Share this video. Share this video. First time watching your live, and I find it very informative. I'm enjoying the discussion immensely. Thank you, Nikita. Oh, that's awesome. Um, But yeah, CDC, cut the check. You ain't gotta, look, you ain't got to put me in no hotel. I, I can come over there. I can drive over there. I can jump in an Uber. Yeah, right. <laughs> bitch, let me tell you, I'm mad that I'm so sad because of this. Because our energy, it's not gonna be the same. It's not gonna be the same if you invite me on a live. Our energy, I know, because that's that's why I like to do my podcast yeah. in person because the energy is just different. Okay, so let me say this. Now I'm gonna tell you why. This is why I got interested in yeah. talking to him. I was doing a symposium last year in Houston, and um, I was I had just done a podcast called Domestic Violence and Gay Relationships. And so when I went to this symposium, yes, I was signing and selling books, but I was doing a workshop as well, mm-hmm. and. I was talking about domestic violence, and he was brave. He was probably one of the youngest people in the room. Yeah, yeah. And he was very brave, no, I mean, me, and forthcoming. He told me that he was the aggressor. Yes. In his relationship, he was in an abusive relationship, but he was the one whooping ass, taking names. And so, I want you to share with them what you shared with me. And why you were doing it. So, um, me and my then boyfriend, um, we had a really big fight. 
over an insecurity I had. Mm-hmm. And um, I fought someone I love. I fought him very hard. Uh, he passed out, had a seizure, uh, nose started bleeding. I ended up having to call the fire department. They came out. He came to, long story short, he could have told them what really happened. The state would have picked up the charges. but And they would have prosecuted And they would have prosecuted me. But he decided to tell them that, you know, he just passed out, whatever the case may be. Um, anyway, that is the only person in my life, um, what I told him was, that's the only person in my life that I still don't feel my apology has went through on. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't talk, we haven't spoken in years upon years, we live Mm -hmm. in the same city. Mm -hmm. Have you ever run into him? Nope. No? We don't, the last time I ran into him, it was a really interesting situation. I didn't, I didn't talk about this, Um. that, that conversation. So the last time I had ran into him. We met up, and I still had that. He was still drawn to me, right? What you and mean he was drawn? Like to he was. So the fucked up part about control, because I've also been controlled too. Oh. The fucked up part about control is that when you get in that gravity, that gravity circumference, he was still you're drawn in. You're yeah. still drawn. Yeah. So he was immediately drawn into drawn in, and so before I knew it, I was at his house with his friends one night. And he had told his friends, like, in front of me, because he was bad bitch then. He was mm-hmm. on top of his shit. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, it ain't going to be nothing. It ain't going to be nothing or whatever. And so I stayed the night. We woke up the next morning, fucked down. The next day, I'm, I leave, and I'm fucked in my head, and I'm just, like, trying to gain my control. So then he texts me, like, two days later. He like, what you doing, LaRon? That's my middle name. What you doing, LaRon? I'm like, just chilling. And he was like, uh... So if someone calls you, tell them your name is LaRon and that you just my friend. I'm like, what? So a couple hours later, he called me and he was like, so my dude saw our text messages. I didn't know he was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But my dude saw our text messages. But if he would have known you were in, he would have went batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's why I want you to say you LaRon. So we go out a couple days later. That was like a Wednesday. Friday we go out and I see him and a dude. He walks past me. The dude looking at me crazy. I'm still young, still dumb, still full of cum. And I said to him, I said, I said to the boyfriend, I was like, I don't know why you always at me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I told the boyfriend, I'm, the boyfriend, I'm like, I don't know why you always at me. You always looking at me like I'm crazy, like I did something to you. And he was like, yeah, you hurt my motherfucking man, and I don't have no time for this motherfucking shit. Oh, look and I was back. Like, oh, look at you. The girl oh, talking about being active. The girl's <laughs> so angry. We're talking about domestic violence in yeah. relationships. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, why you always at me? And he was like, because you hurt my motherfucking man. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, I didn't hurt your motherfucking man. I wasn't awake at that point. I was like, I didn't hurt your motherfucking man because your man wouldn't have been back to me last weekend. So he was like, last weekend. So me, at that point, I'm just messy because now I'm boastful. And and he wants to know why I don't want to date somebody 25. (laughs) Because I know you're about 25 at that time. I was about 23, 24. Mm. You're right. So I show him the text messages. I'm like, look, bitch. He told me to call you LaRon, all that kind of stuff. Just a mess. Oh, you were. Just an absolute mess. mess. At the club, when I tell you, and it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. After I showed him that, he did the exact same thing that I did to that boy. Hit him. I mean, he tore his ass up in front of everybody, in front of me. And I'm just standing there 
Yeah. Arms folded. I didn't beat his ass like this. He left me, came back to me, and I've caused him now to be beat by somebody else. So that's why he's actually not speaking to me anymore. But anyway, I said all of that to say, I wish I would have known, right, how much it was going to impact me. But to anybody that's getting beat, anybody that's getting beat, from a person that beat many of his boyfriends and have went to therapy and have had to work through that aggression, right? They won't learn until you walk away. They will not learn until you walk away. You're either going to die or they're going to learn. Because mm-hmm. it's only going to get worse. Right. So one of the things that you shared when we had this conversation too was the reason that you, <laughs> yes, you were insecure, yeah. but you had also had felt powerless in other relationships or like family oh, relationships. Yeah. Or- yeah. So my first relationship, I was the other part, but... I wasn't touched. I wasn't uh, right. physically beaten. Right. But I was verbally beaten. I'll never forget this one time. Uh, the dude, I was at his house. I hadn't graduated high school yet. I was at his house, child. And I was over there, and I had cleaned his kitchen with Clorox. And he called me, and he said, are you cleaning up my house? And I said, yeah, babe, I'm cleaning up your house. I'm like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so what you clean the kitchen with? And I said, Clorox. And he said, you stupid motherfucker. I left the direction and told you I only like Fabuloso in my kitchen. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll clean it and I'll be gone before you come home. And he had the dude that worked the door at the club (laughs) on the three-way with him. And the dude that worked the door at the club, the only club I can get in, I was under 18. let you come in no more. No, he busts out laughing. To this day, that dude talks about that moment. And so, that's a different level of abuse. And so, what I said in every other relationship after that, you will never make me feel like that. Even if I have to kill you. That was my mind frame. So, I had to go to therapy to work through that. Because situations like that and other situations, I said no one will ever make me feel like that. You will never feel... And actually, I had a fight with that dude, the dude about the Fabuloso. Uh-huh. That was my last fight in, in the world. So, in the relationships that followed that one, you felt like you needed to yeah. overtake oh, so yeah. that you wouldn't be overtaken. Oh, absolutely. The girls out here fighting over cleaning products, bitch. Okay. <laughs> but can, can, I, can I jump in? Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. So, I'm going to gag the girls. So, uh, I was in my last relationship. And the last two, I was the abuser as well. Wow. Really? Uh, yeah. What Hello? the fuck is wrong with you, violent motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> Am I safe in here? <laughs> girl, you are. Right. You done went this long, girl. You're still living. You okay? You're a black guy, but you good. <laughs> God Almighty, they for violent ass mm-hmm. young kids. Hello. For me, it was similar to Ian, but different. Like you see how you said you were you were like powerless in that situation, mm-hmm. so you would never be that again. Which kind of turned you into that person yeah. that had to be super powerful because you were powerless. Mm-hmm. Mine, if anybody remembers my story from my podcast, was because my dad was the most powerful person. I was a little bitch when my dad would come in, when my dad would overpower me, overtake me. So when I start to date men, because it's, it's a complex mm-hmm. psychology where you kind of date what you've been accustomed to, your mother, your father. Mm-hmm. So when I start to date, I was like, you know what? 
I won't be the bitch getting beat. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I will be the bigger hand. So even in the beginning, it, the problems could be minute, but I will beat the shit out of you yeah. just to show you that, like, yeah, you can't cross me. Wow. And I just had to really like work myself out of that because that was a really bad And see, for all of you that keep asking me why I'm single. No, no, no. no. no just, I know, but <laughs> the power no, is... There's so much to sift through. Mm-hmm. So much to say. No, but the power in these both of these conversations yeah. is that we are different men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all, uh, y'all, I... Y'all haven't heard the podcast. I got a chance to listen in mm-hmm. on the live recording. But one of the most powerful things that y'all talk about, and y'all had a lot of uh, really rich conversation, but one of the things y'all talked about is everybody is somebody's worst. Yes. Right? Yes. Everybody is somebody's worst. And the thing is, the thing is, my husband, whoever that is, um, my husband is going to be so loved. He's going to be so he's going to have so much wrapped around him, so much security, so much comfort, mm-hmm. but it was because I beat his ass. <laughs> and I say that not to be funny. No, I'm I saying, like, exactly I had to get through that. No, I, I had to get through that. And so let me make it plain for them. Okay. Oftentimes, people, myself included, will say, oh, I'm a great catch. How many of you have said, oh, I'm a great catch. Oh, I'm a good catch. Oh, I'm going to make a good husband. I'm going to make a great wife. But we've all been somebody's disappointment. Yeah. Because... The person that I am today is not the person I was five years yeah. ago mm-hmm. or eight years ago or ten years ago. Oh, so yeah. we, or three minutes ago. Yeah. So yeah. we've all had our chance yeah. to be somebody's worst fucking nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing is, and I promise you, if you're out there listening uh, ever, KC, I won't say your name, but if you're ever out there <laughs> listening to this bullshit, I have so much to say. But if you ever out here listening to it, I want you to know that everything I am is because of you. Because I was your worst, uh, because I could never get it right with you, because mm-hmm. I was so insecure. You can be better for somebody else. I am so much better. And you know what the best part about this is? Karma put a KC in my life mm-hmm. that didn't beat me physically, but did what I couldn't do. I could still beat that person physically, but they got me spiritually, mm-hmm. right? And they told me up spiritually. Yeah. And so now I'm in a space where it's like, bitch, you know what? I need to stay on her good side. Mm-hmm. I need to have some, some conversations. I need to stay with all three of my therapists. You know what I'm saying? In rotation, bitch, <laughs> right. like a motherfucking blunt. Right. <laughs> but can I also put a, a hyphen on what he said? It's crazy. I'm gonna get, y'all, y'all know y'all haven't seen me for like 30 minutes. I was actually on the phone with that person who I used to put my hands on is my ex. It's very complicated. That's what you were just talking yes. about? Yes. <laughs> we are best friends and he's my boss at work, but we're really cool. But we actually, when he was ready, we talked about our situation. And what I think is really beautiful, and I'm learning this during our experience here at Morehouse, is introspection. Mm-hmm. He took on himself to think to himself, why was I the person being beat? So not only did I learn why I shouldn't beat anybody, he also learned why, why he, he shouldn't un- be the punching bag. Right. And he actually understood. Now get me correct. I don't support domestic violence. Yeah, he didn't yeah. say I was right for what I yeah. did. And we have to understand that right and wrong is relative. Understanding is paramount. Yeah. He understood where yeah. I was. And he respects me for where I was and sees where I am. And he validates me for moving forward. Because we all make mistakes. And we have to be able to move forward from that. We can't, it's wrong. But you can't just sit on wrong forever. You're just mm-hmm. going to be a bitter bitch. Yeah. And, and the other part of it is, like, just to elaborate on what you were saying... 
there were lessons for him as well because yeah. it's like why yes. what what was he going through that he allowed himself to participate in getting beat? Child and he was fine, bitch. She is. is he, oh, he fine. Let me see a picture. Let me. See. I don't even. Child, y'all can't see his picture, but I'm gonna yeah, look at it. Let's see. I'll tell y'all if he's fine or not. Hold on. Um. So was that the first and the only situation where you were in a relationship where it was? That was the only relationship that I was in where it was domestic on a one way. Now the boy who I used to date before that, oh girl, we were both fighting. So you were fighting him? Yeah. Well, who you or him? I was fighting. That's that's him. This is this is well, we yours. <laughs> I want to see yours. See the bitches. See y- y'all get into how she knows it. She ain't showing us shit yet, but she. Well, I ain't, I ain't whipping nobody's ass. Chill. It don't matter. Now I can show you the bitch who stole my clothes, <laughs> my winter clothes. <laughs> Baby, that bastard came in my house the middle of January, bitch, and stole all of my winter clothes. Had me at Target buying long sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> buying, buying thermals, bitch, to wear by the short sleeve shirts. I said, you motherfucker. Oh, yeah, he's a cute. So he doesn't talk to you anymore? I haven't spoken to him. Oh. In, yeah, I haven't spoken to him in at least five years. I tore that car up, baby. <laughs> he's adorable. He's a cute. He's a, I, listen, I've only dated fine men. He's a very. You can go swipe you, right. He's a very fine young. Wait a minute. Man. He looks familiar to me. Calm down. Swipe right. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought we were perfect together. People didn't even know what we was actually really going through. Where is he now in the world? Minding his business. <laughs> He's back in Baltimore. We just talking about work. That's why I think he looks familiar to me. He's in Baltimore. You really might know him. <laughs> I might need to shut up. Girl, I might, right, right. I might be you sticking might be my out of my bitch. <laughs> Girl, I recognize these opponents. Ooh. Ooh. So much to say. Listen, I might need to fight this bitch. Right. There might be a deeper team that I don't know, bitch. <laughs> I ain't never fucked this little girl. I'm just saying. Uh, oh. oh. This is fun, bitch. It's fun. it's fun when you're being realistic and real. Yeah. When you, when yeah. Because point. hopefully somebody is is hearing and, and they're hearing themselves. And probably say, like, bitch, this is me. Either the abuser or the abuse. Like, this yeah. is right. me. Yeah. And I, I want y'all to get this right. I love this. Listen, I got on a plane, missed my sister's traditional wedding, mm-hmm. and went to China to see this boy. Like, we were in love. Oh, that's and, the one that was teaching over? And, over in China. Okay. Love, the, deep, the depth of love does not determine your inadequacies, what you yeah. might present in that. Like, I loved him, but I was still fucking this nigga up. And I had to remind myself that what my dad was doing, which was kind of, in a sense, abuse. Abuse does not determine love. Because I, after I would fight him, I would cry and say, but I love you. You understand why I hit oh, you? Oh, child, that was so dysfunctional. It is. And it was crazy. And we went to therapy and everything. But now where I'm at now, where I would never lay a hand on my boyfriend, it's like, now I get it. Like, I was fucked up. And that's why you need to fix yourself before you try to make a relationship with somebody. You can't come as two halves. Come as two Okay, I, I, got, I, got a, I got a question. I got a question. Come on. I got a real question because I mentioned something at the beginning of this conversation. Mm-hmm. I want to know. For I me? got to, No, no, for him. Oh. Was you letting him fuck you? Oh, that brings me to a question I had for you. <laughs> Girls are nasty. No, 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 just yes so, no. so, so the question, because I was going to ask you, so this guy that you were pounding on, mm. did you ever let him fuck you? Nope. Why? Because you didn't see him as virile enough? or No, he is a man. I mean, especially those pictures, I don't even, those are the ones I can see. Those are from years ago, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that we were looking at. And because I know those pictures. So right. I know that yes. from when right. we were talking. But my point is, like, we were young, but... In that space, I wanted to control. Mm-hmm. 
I wanted to control it. And I just told you, the reason why I asked you that question is because I said that I know if I'm going to date somebody by if they can fuck me. Right. Right. It's going to be a verse set. But, but people, <laughs> but people ain't, you're not going to just like right. dig in me if we and, not And going. you can't be like, can I have some ass? Yeah. No, no. You can't do. Like, we got to, we got to be moon. We got to move. That's yeah. late. No, I said that's oh. late. That's what I said. <laughs> no, but we if we're gonna be moving forward, like if if we have a chance to move forward, mm. then you can get some ass. So your control bled over into the sex too. You have right, control of the sex. Exactly. And so he never touched me because I wanted that control. So I asked you mm-hmm. what was he fucking you, the, the guy you was beating? Because I wanna know if, if that's a norm for this generation. <laughs> so now that's it's, this is this where it gets even more interesting. He wasn't. So my fight with him was more over love than anything else. Like, I thought he was perfect. Like, I didn't want you to leave type shit. He ended up fucking me later on, but in the beginning, it was just me talking. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what, that was my point. Mm-hmm. And my, my point, anybody that I touched physically mm-hmm. was not touching my ass. Yeah, that's the thing. And I'm, I think I'm, I'm, and I think I'm in, the yeah, and I, yeah, but I'm, now that I'm internalizing it, and of course I've been to therapy, so I see it from mm-hmm. a different perspective, the reality is... Although I love that person, although that person literally saved me from me, mm-hmm. I looked at that person as a bitch. Straight up, me too. Um, yeah. yeah. But see, I think it's so forward thinking because you were 25 at this time. That no, you, probably like 22, 23. Yeah, that yeah. you even had the, the capacity to say, let me take my ass to get some counseling. Oh, no, my mama died, child. That's why I went. <laughs> I went for grief counseling and instead. And then you're So So when this, when, this little, when this little boy was fucking you, was it good? <laughs> <laughs> Next podcast. <laughs> the girl's not about to my T girl. Look, look, he thinks he gonna leave and then come back and not talk. Honey, he had hello. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. He, rivers, <laughs> walls of Jericho being broken down, bitch. It was amazing. It was am- He actually the one who made me into a verse person. It was him, and that even explains why we got into such a a, 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 a deep <clears throat> conflict because beyond. That, like, I ain't gonna let no bitch put their hands on me. It was also, I actually really loved you. I actually was breaking down my mental and psychological walls for you. And it's funny. You know how I am. I'm really, y'all can hear it in my voice. I'm very demanding. Mm-hmm. He kind of bitched me out beyond the physical way. He bitched me out mentally. And I couldn't take that. No one has ever done that to mm-hmm. me. What do you I mean was, he bitched you out mentally? What, what do you mean? So I have a, as you can see, you can get your life from me. Hello, look at my chest poked out. I have a big physical presence. His physical presence was smaller than mine. Pause. Mm-hmm. He said he wasn't getting no more. What, what is he doing? I'm going I'm to be oh, out okay. here. Go ahead and enjoy yourself. Go I'm going to be out of here in a little bit. Go so ahead. I'll just get a little, 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 little before I go. A little tip out. Now, 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 what is this? I don't, know what you, you should, I don't know what you put this little corn in here for. Mm-hmm. You know, just a little taste. A little taste. Little, mm-hmm. little, little, go ahead. Taste. Oh, you lying. You're right. She's right. Y'all don't know this bitch. She's not done. Oh, I so, <laughs> Please be clear. That bottle was uh, full when he came over here. Right. Well, crystal clear, bitch. The bottle was full. So for me, it was that. It was weird. It's like almost... I am like I'm not the super most masculine person, but I do represent myself in that physical, quote unquote, manly way. Mm-hmm. But he took me to a place mentally, psychologically that had nothing to do with my my, what my was physique. The, what was the first word when he got inside you mm. that you said that made you feel like pussy? Fuck me, nigga. <laughs> I was like, you better fuck the shit out of me, nigga. That's what you, that's what you said. Yes, ma'am. And I said it multiple times. Yeah, I got good. Yeah, I, I, got good I repeated that transcript multiple times. Multiple years. Let's be very clear. 
That got good, bitch. That's how you know it got good. I was really. I had. I think the first time that it had took me. No, bitch. <laughs> I was so wore out. Um. So I was so toe up. This this man. So I don't like my ass ate because generally, if you're doing all of that. There is a potentiality. That All you this want, that you're gonna get fucked. Yeah, yeah. If I put my tongue out there, I'm going in. Right. Go ahead. This motherfucker, this young boy, he had sucked me up, Ooh. and he he didn't take off none of his clothes. And mind you, this is like a, a Florida nigga. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like a you know down Jacksonville ish type nigga. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he had sucked my dick for the gods. God, <laughs> didn't even take off any of his clothes. By the way, mm. he didn't take off none of his clothes. I had came, and it was over. Second time he came over, he started sucking my dick, and he was sucking my dick so good he had lifted my legs up. Mm. And you know when the air hit that hole and mm. they sucking that dick, mm. it changes things. It changes. Right? It, it, it does what? It changes things. Because there's a moisture. <laughs> <in the air. laughs> wait, 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 wait. Take that back because I think you lost somebody. Okay. okay. I said so he had lifted. He had lifted my legs up while he was sucking my dick, but when that air hit that hole, it changes things. That you know air hit that right. asshole. That exit became an entrance. That exit became an entrance. <laughs> and child, child, he was sucking on it, and then all of a sudden, he had flipped me over because he was like sucking my dick like this, right? And he had just flipped me over. Ooh, he, you know, I like to do a little bit of a demonstration, right. right? He had flipped me over, and so he was eating me from the back, and he was eating me my ass so good, I had never had my ass ate that good. I had turned around to him and I said, "Did you play the ba- in the band?" <laughs> <laughs> You had your plate. You had your plate. And if you played how many years when you made it, when you leave the line, girl. I said, did you play anything in the band? He said, yeah, I played the trombone. I said, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden, this was the first time that I had seen that dick. What was it giving? I had seen that dick, bitch. Remember that line from... Um, if it's pretty. Remember that line from uh, Love Jones? What did it say? <laughs> when, when, when me along and old girl in the back of the taxi. What did this dick say? Bitch, I had seen that dick and I said, I don't know how I'm going to take it. <laughs> but I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to do what I can for the community. <laughs> bitch, he had told me, literally told me in half, but bitch, I had enjoyed it. <laughs> you know? Listen, you enjoyed every minute of it? Oh, until it was over. That was painful. But bitch, he had bro- literally broke me up. Mm. That was some dick, bitch. That was a big old dick. Look at him getting <laughs> A girl taking the bitch down memory lane. A bitch, a bitch been broken in a couple times. I'm saying to myself, a bitch out here swooning, bitch. <laughs> they are hollering. Do you hear me? Oh, wow. That is hilarious. Miss Craig, you got us over here all at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Kikiing about getting some dick, right, and, we, and he ain't even told about his first time taking no meat. Get into it. <laughs> it ain't in there. <laughs> well, um, it was with. He's not even in this book. Uh, it was the very first guy whose ass I ate. Uh huh. Oh. And he was one of those older guys that wasn't quite mature. Okay. Because I was like, I think I may have been like twenty-seven. And he was, I think, 33, something like that. He was older than me. Mm-hmm. We made the same amount of money, so that was an issue for him. Okay. Um, he had a roommate. I didn't. I mm-hmm. lived in Buckhead. 
<laughs> so anyway, so one I remember one time like he, he used to eat my ass. Mm-hmm. He said, and I had never done it. And he was just like, well, um, he, he see he didn't have the emotional language. He didn't he wasn't he didn't have that kind of language. He'd be like, well, when are you gonna do do to me what I did to you? I'm like, what you talking about? Cause nigga, you like to say it to me. What yeah. what are you talking yeah. about? He said, like, I mean, like, go down there. Like, when you going to put your face down there? And I'm like, what the fuck? You 33 and this is how you talking and shit? So long story short, I warmed up to it. Fresh out the shower. <laughs> he had to be fresh out the shower. Right, right, right. And so um, I did it. And then we ended but and see, it's like for you, like you guys have explained like different things for you, like because of your experiences or because of. Uh, previous experiences mm-hmm. where you felt like somebody had controlled you or whatever. For me, I had to be the one to fuck first. Okay. You were not. You were not. You were. You were fuck for first, mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-hmm. Most yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Close, close <laughs> curtains. No matinee, bitch. That's it. But you got a big old dick. Big dicks can't never last. I'm listening. See now she be. <laughs> I do, but now she did. <laughs> you can't have to say that. <laughs> yes, I do. For all those who are kidding. I you. No need to ask the question. It's B. I eroticized you. You did. Okay. In this space, that's okay. Lean in. Lean in. Lean in. Lean in. See, I told them yesterday. I said, you know he got a big dick by that big ass nose. <laughs> See, some of y'all have been fooled. Some of y'all have been fooled. You think that it's the feet. No, it's the width of that nose, Hello. bitch. This ain't the only thing that poke out, bitch. <laughs> 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 so anyway, so me and the guy we were dating, and I, I let him do it. But for me, I typically attract bottoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you, daddy. <laughs> and then when he got this silver down here, right, right. But my thing is, I I don't have any issue with it. Like it's something that I'm only gonna do if I'm in a relationship mm-hmm. because I don't crave it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I think a lot of times. My issue with guys is when they say, oh, yeah, I'm not getting... Now, I done fucked a lot of dudes that have never been fucked. Yeah. A lot of guys are like, no, I ain't never doing that, da-da-da. I done knocked down a couple of dudes that were like, oh, I've yeah. never been fucked. I'm not going to be fucked, da-da-da-da. But for me, I don't have an issue with it if I'm in a relationship. It's not something yeah. that I'm going to do casually. No, I feel the same Simply way. because I don't crave it. Not because I have an issue with it, but I just don't crave that. No, no, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. But it was the... It was an uncut penis. I'm leaving after this, mm-hmm. Dr. Stewart. Uncut. Uncut penis. An uncut it penis. It had a turtleneck. No, 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 no. That dick was so big, it popped out the turtleneck. Jesus. And they taste better, too. Yeah. Because they, they marinate, they mm-hmm. ferment mm-hmm. Ooh. that taste. You mean that smegma? <laughs> no, they got to clean that yeah, part. Yeah, they got to clean that But smegma. it's moist. Yeah. It's so moist and tasty. Mmm. My mouth is getting watered. My lord. Uh, but it was an uncut penis. and Have you done anything since you've been here in Atlanta? No, I have not. Oh. No. So I have this thing. I have this thing. If I'm in a leadership capacity, yes. I, I do talk a lot and I do mm-hmm. promote that with the mm-hmm. people that I'm working with, but it's just not the space. And you know, I've realized too, and like, because, like, the more I become visible mm-hmm. and known, the more selective I've become. So to answer some of the questions... I'm not selective. I'll fuck one of them, just not here. <laughs> See, you weren't listening. He just said, in the space. In, in the, the space. space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Remove like, the bitch out of the space. Yeah. The girl is an animal in her body. That's it. No. And see, for me, like I, I don't want to use this quote-unquote platform, if you will, yeah, yeah. to... Because to, to, I, I get a lot of young guys like, oh my God, I read your book. 
And I've been looking at them like, yeah. once upon a time, I'd have fucked you. Yeah. Ooh. But because you know who I am. <laughs> right. Because it's attached I'm to a, a brand. I'm going to allow right. you to leave here right. untouched. Right. Because I don't need you saying, me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, that motherfucker. Oh, no, no. no. Yeah. So, look. I got to throw in my podcast. Yes. You know, I love and your so Instagram. Much yes. Dick in the Box. D-C-K-A-N-D-D-A-B-O-X. We talk like this. My mouth is a mess, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to wait to put my my mentor, my big brother, Craig, on there until um, he comes to Houston, hopefully mm-hmm. soon. But either way, uh, Dick in the Box, we can be found on everything just like um, So Much to Say podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, also have two books. They're found on Amazon or at enlhaddock.com. Um, you can order either uh, either on Amazon or there. And my Instagram, because I have a cute picture that I want y'all to go like. It's E-N-L Haddock. I-A-N-L-H-A-D-D-O-C-K. Um, yeah, bitches, that's it. <laughs> oh, just, I don't, listen, I'm not as published as these, <laughs> as these hoes over here. But you motherfuckers can follow my rants on Instagram, on at at E-Z-E, spell it just like I spelled it, E-Z-E, the truth. E-Z-E, the truth. And from there, we'll can see if you can make it to my Facebook. But you can start there, <laughs> and we'll, we'll work our way up. The girls have to be sifted through. Not every right, girl, right, right. Not every girl's getting So you have a private Instagram? Yeah. yeah. But see, I don't follow the children that have private Instagram. But, but listen, what, you, what, you, what I would request, if you if you heard me on here, what you should do is at least message me and say where you... Because my thing is, I don't like to add people who I don't know. So if you DM me and say, hey, I heard you on the podcast, or I heard you on the live, I will take it into consideration to add you to uh, First of all, everybody got to be trying to go through all them channels to follow him. Do I you, ain't following your motherfucking Instagram. I got to be doing all that. Just look at my hands. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, 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 you showing any dick pictures on there? If you ain't doing that, they ain't, they ain't following you nowhere. Now, one one last question. One last question. I'm going to you one more time. You know you're my friend. Ooh. <laughs> is it a beauty mark on it? No. The beauty uh, mark is it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the signs. Too. Ooh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Don't drink, do that. I drank too much. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and, I do, and I do have a boyfriend, by the way, but I am very sex positive and open, and he's cool with it as well. Open. Yeah. Oh, so we, wait. We <laughs> talked about... Look, look. All right, so we, look, we're going to go ahead and end this podcast, but thank you for listening. We're available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Be safe. Keep loving yourself.